This is Evan Schaefer from Evan Schaefer's Legal Underground with today's law-related thing that sucks. The law-related thing that sucks for November 7th, 2005, the 18th Amendment. Let's begin today with a lesson in democracy. Perhaps H.L. Mencken said it the best. Democracy, said Mencken, is the art and science of running the circus from the monkey cage. Mencken, of course, was one of America's foremost writers and critics in the first part of the 20th century, and he had lots to say about politics and democracy over the years in his playful way. If Mencken's playfulness sometimes had a bitter and cutting edge, it was no wonder. Mencken, though an advocate of democracy, was skeptical of the way it often allowed the puritanical impulses of a few to find their way into laws that were binding on, well, everyone. Puritanism, said Mencken, was a haunting fear that somebody, somewhere, might be having a good time. Perhaps you're suffering from a haunting fear that I'm never going to get to the point of this podcast, that is, the 18th Amendment. Well, fear no longer, I'm there. The 18th Amendment, of course, was the amendment that made prohibition the law of the land. It was pushed on the rest of the country by those pesky puritanical types in 1919. Once ratified, the 18th Amendment became a nationwide ban on the manufacture, sale, or transportation of intoxicating liquors. And so began the American Dark Ages. Altogether, they lasted about 13 years, though some argue they actually lasted much longer than that. That's because prior to the ratification of the 18th Amendment, most of the states had already been dry for years. According to one of H.L. Mencken's biographers, Terry Teachout, Mencken responded to prohibition by selling his car and then using the proceeds to purchase what Mencken called the best wines and liquors I could find. He then stored his stash in a homemade basement vault, decorated on its door with a skull and crossbones and a warning to enter at your own risk. Although Mencken's reaction probably wasn't unusual, prohibition did cause a decrease in drinking in the country, especially among working people who couldn't afford the high cost of bootleg alcohol. But despite this benefit, it wasn't long before some Americans began to realize the gravity of their mistake in allowing themselves to be sold on the so-called noble experiment. According to the Reader's Companion for American History, quote, Stopping the illegal traffic seemed impossible. Few political leaders had realistic plans for funding a naval blockade of the coast or for closing the thousands of miles of borders along Canada and Mexico. Nor were elected officials inclined to pay for the huge police forces necessary to restrict the bootlegging that became pandemic. Token raids on speakeasies by federal agents usually encouraged colorful newspaper stories rather than respect for federal law. Close quote. Who had the sense to stand up to prohibition? It was the Association Against the Prohibition Amendment, known as the AAPA. The AAPA was organized by wealthy industrialists who worked in the early 1930s to get the 21st Amendment ratified. The 21st Amendment, of course, being the one that repealed the 18th. The AAPA urged Congress to call for ratifying conventions in each state, which were meant to detour around the traditional way of amending the Constitution via voting in state legislatures. Those august bodies, it was thought, were still controlled by the forces of Puritanism. It was a good plan, and it worked. Two-thirds of the state conventions voted yes to the 21st Amendment, and prohibition ended on April 17, 1933. The response was partying throughout the land. In Times Square, the Anheuser-Busch clock chimed, Happy days are here again. Beer flowed in the street, so to speak. As throughout the country, Americans drank an estimated 1.5 million barrels of beer within 24 hours. That's some party. And in H.L. Macon's hometown of Baltimore, 
Mencken drank his first post-prohibition glass of beer in front of reporters at the Rennert Hotel. Not bad at all, he said. Fill it again. Was it an end to America's dark ages? That depends on your point of view. From my own point of view, I say, sure, I think it might have been. Which is why the 18th Amendment is today's law-related thing that sucks. This 41st episode of the Legal Underground Podcast was brought to you today by the law firm of Schaefer & Lemire, a class action, mass tort, and plaintiff's personal injury firm that celebrates the end of each working day with either a Bud Light or a vodka tonic. Learn more at www.riverbendlaw.com. For more legal education or to subscribe to the Legal Underground podcast, visit Evan Schaefer's Legal Underground at www.legalunderground.com. And thanks for tuning in.